I don't know about you, it's a cra- this has been a crazy year, right? I mean, it's the middle of the year, we're about to go into second semester, and it feels like the year's just kind of started, because I don't know if anyone's heard about this, but like, life was just crazy, right, for the first six months, and, uh, and so I feel like, man, going, like, we got a chance actually to build the kind of life, the kind of, the kind of um, community, the kind of relationships that we want. We got a bit of a clean start for a reset now, and, and um, that went quiet. Like, does anyone, no one else feel like, like we got to, like, you know, this, I, I, the, the lockdown for me, it was like Jesus in the wilderness. He just sat around for like six weeks with nothing to do with the devil messing with his head. I mean, I don't know about you. Anyone, anyone find lockdown harder than you thought? Me and Josh, that's about it. Oh, most of you are all goods? Yeah, I think you're lying. Because um, my experience is this. Some things were not, like when I looked at my life, some things were not as strong as I thought. Oh, yeah, I'm all good. I don't really need people. After five weeks, I was like, I want to go to the mall. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to see some people. Any, anyone like that? Like you reckon you're an introvert, but you were missing people. But then there was some, or, or like, oh, man, life's so, like if I had some time, I would definitely lose weight, get fit, and go to the gym. And then like you had all the time in the world, and all you did was put on weight and eat more and not get fit. Anyone? Yeah? Amen. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh man, if I had more time, I would just, I would seriously read my Bible. And then I just watched six weeks of Netflix and never opened my Bible. Anyone? No? No one? No one's good? No. That's too soon? Too close? But then maybe there's some things that came out stronger than you thought. Like, man, there was some solid relationships that even though it wasn't easy, man, that, that's stronger than I thought. And I feel like coming out, of, coming out of countdown, heading into the second half of the year, it's like, man, there's some things that I really want to address and make stronger, but there's some good things in my life that I just want to build on those and make them even stronger. Anyone, anyone with me on that? couple of people, okay. And, and for me, it was a bit like that with church. I reckon church came out a lot stronger than I was expecting. We came out stronger than we went in. Like people were like, ah, oh, Quippers, that's all about Sunday and performance and blah, blah, blah. Like take away all the Sundays, take away all the platforms. Take, and, and people just connected and people chose to be part of this thing. And it's like, oh man, church is stronger than I thought. And again, it's like, oh, no, ministry's all about just people in paid positions and doing this stuff. It's like, no, no, take away all the roles and stuff. And people just went hard out connecting and caring for people and loving on people. It's like, oh, man, church came out stronger than I thought. And then shout, it's like, oh, that's just all the big name international speakers and all that. It's like, yeah, no international speakers, no external speakers, no hype. Just Pastor Sam says we're doing it. Come and 3,000 people from all around our country came and you just go, man, what we always said, man, this is about family. This is about community. This is about commitment. And so for me, going into the second half of the year, it's like, man, there's some things that, are, that in a time of testing came out stronger than when they went in. But then maybe there's some things that's like, oh, that didn't quite stand up as well as I thought. And maybe I want to work on some stuff. And so um, I want to, because I want to talk about this, about building, building a life that really stands, building, building something that lasts, because Jesus talked about this. Matthew 7, he talked about, you know, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and yet it did not fall. And then he talks about the opposite, 
And if you notice verse 27, it's the same thing happened. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against it, and it fell. See, sometimes we think, oh, if I follow Jesus, things are going to be different. No, no, the same things might come across your path. The difference is you've got a foundation that can stand and go through this thing. And I pray, like, coming out of this lockdown, going into the second half of the year, like, man, I want to build a life that now on a solid foundation. I thought, I thought there were some things that were solid in my life, but under pressure, they're a bit more shaky than I thought. But maybe, man, I thought I was getting some things sorted. And you know what? They do actually stand when the pressure's on. These things are solid. And so I just want to go hard at those. I want to put more into that. I want to build a life that's even stronger than I thought it could be. I pray that you come out of this lockdown feeling real confident. But the Apostle Paul actually dials this up to a whole new level, this image of, of something that survives. And, and again, it's in 1 Corinthians 3, and it's the image of a building. Let me just read this. Hopefully you can follow it. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise master builder, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ. It's like when we build our lives, we want a foundation of Jesus. That's the only foundation that's going to last. But here's, here's where he, he kind of goes a bit further than what Jesus said. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw— their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss but yet will be saved even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? It's like, don't you realize that God wants to build your life as something solid? And there's a foundation... And the foundation could survive the storms, but Paul takes us to a next level. What are you building on your life? Because just like Jesus said, do you know what? Storms will come and go, and will the foundation be solid? Here's what, here's what Paul said. Fire will sometimes come through. And are you building on your stuff that's just, are you building your life on stuff that's just going to turn to ashes? Or are you, here's the, ten, here's the fun, here's not the funny, here's the opposite side. With gold and silver, fire doesn't destroy, it actually purifies. After a period of fire, you could emerge stronger than you were before. You could emerge purer than you were before. You could emerge just more shining with God's strength more than you were before. So it's not just like, did I survive or not? It's like, am I left with ashes or am I left with more gold than when I went in? And I reckon we got the chance coming out of lockdown to go, do you know what? I'm going to start building with stuff. I've seen what it's like for like a blaze to come through and take out a whole lot of stuff. I'm going to build on my life on some stuff. That Do you know what? If there's another crisis, my life just gets stronger. Do you know what? If there's another crisis, my life just gets more beautiful. Do you know what? If there's another crisis, I just come out better than I went into it. You have that opportunity tonight to rethink what do you want to build your life with in the second half of this year. So Jesus' image was this. Yeah, a house that will survive the storms. But, but this is um, Paul's image. Yeah, fires sometimes come through and stuff gets burned up. So, like, oh man, I was really hoping to make it in sports and then one ACL injury and my dreams in ashes. Oh, I thought that she was, you know, I thought that he was my Prince Charming and then he 
went out with someone else in my dreams and ashes. You can build your life on a whole lot of stuff that in one moment can go to ashes, or you can, or you can build your life on some stuff which actually not only survives the fire, but here's the thing I want to talk about tonight, is actually purified by the fire. And your life is better the other side of the crisis. And I want to tell you that if you reflect on this last six months, you could identify the things that go, do you know what, when you build your life on this, I don't care what comes across your path, it can't destroy you, it can only make you better. And you got an opportunity to go, you know what, I'm just, I, I, I just feel that tonight, actually, God just wants this enthusiasm, that like, man, we got this, we're taking this, we're going forward, we're going to, devil, you can't throw anything against me, because I've built my life, even if everything else burns down, all you do is purify my life and make it even better. You can't touch the core of who I am, because I got this with God. And God's making my life into pure gold. So I, wanna, I just want to share three things about building a house that lasts. Is that all right? The idea, this second half of the year, you've got to build a house, your life, that lasts. So three things. Number one, it sounds real basic, that you build wisely. All of those words are important. Because do you know what the apostle says? By the grace God has given me, yeah, that's the God side of it, I laid a foundation as a wise master builder. No, you don't go, oh, I'm just praying and believing. No, you build it. A wise person knows what to do to start seeing this thing form. You want a life that's better at the end of this year? Well, you build it. Stop waiting for God to let it fall out of heaven. By the grace God gave me, I laid the foundation. I used some wisdom. Wisdom knows what to do. We have a saying in Equip is this, Faith sees, but wisdom builds. It's from this passage, by wisdom a house is built. I just thought I had to pray and God would do it. No, faith sees, but then wisdom knows what to do to get me towards seeing that thing realized in my life. If your life is going to have something significant built by the end of this year, yeah, it's going to be God's grace that enables you, but you're going to build it. Are you ready to step up and go, do you know what? The second half of this year is going to be the best six months of my life. Because I'm by, by the grace of God, I want to build something wisely, well, that endures the fires, that endures the storms. Um, faith is important. Hebrews 11, you know, faith is the confidence of what we hope for. This is what the ancients were commended for. Later on, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God loves faith. But too many Christians are all like, oh, I'm a faith person. I'm just believing God's going to give me this job. I'm just believing God's going to give me that wife. I'm just believing God's going to give me that house. And it's like, well, carry on believing because wisdom builds it. Wisdom builds it. Faith sees, but it's like, God, I believe you want to do this. Now, what's the next thing I need to do tomorrow to start moving towards this? What's the thing I need to put in place to start building this house that I'm imagining that I've seen that God wants to do? It's like this. Yeah, God wants to give it to you and faith sees it, but wisdom builds. Come on, you could build something significant in the second half of this year if you chose to, if you chose to put in place some stuff. By wisdom, a house is built. What do I mean? It's like, this is the temple of God. 
It's like, yo, well, you better stop eating KFC or so it's going to be a short-lived temple. You know, I'm just believing. I'm believing for long life. Well, you probably need to stop smoking those two packets of cigarettes a day then and lay off the buckets of KFC. Like, what are you thinking? Oh, yeah, by faith, I'm believing that I'm going to have a long life. Well, lose 20 kgs. Like, it's like faith sees, but wisdom builds. Faith sees, but wisdom builds. Studying exams, I'm just praying that as I sit there, God's just going to download that textbook by faith. No, wisdom says, sorry, I can't go out to the movies tonight. I need to study for my exam. Faith says, I'm believing that God wants to give me A's this year. Wisdom says, I turn up at the tutorials and don't sleep in. And I don't do gaming till 4 a.m. And then I'm too tired to go to the lecture. It's like faith sees, but wisdom builds. A career. I just, I just believe God's called me to be a doctor. Maybe you better study some physics and biology and chemistry so they'll admit you into the course. You know, keep thrashing it with finance. I just believe God's going to give me this money. Maybe I need to stop spending so much money on crushed avocado sandwiches. For it's like I, faith sees, but wisdom builds. Fine, I'm just believing that God's got that one for me. Maybe you need to talk to someone then and don't be weird about it and have a chat with someone and build relationships. Faith sees, but wisdom builds. I think you got it. If we're gonna build, if we're gonna see by faith that God's got something great for us, wisdom says, God, what do I need to do tomorrow? to start building this. You know, I love Proverbs 4.7. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. The, beginning, the first wise thing you can do is actually to go, I just need, to, I need some wisdom, God. That's a good place to start. God, I, I see all this that my life could be. God, what do I got to do to move this forward? How do I start building a life of significance this year? And, and I love James' promise. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. Yeah, faith sees but ask God, God, what do I got to do tomorrow to move this thing forward? Because I want to build a life of significance. I want to build a life of success. I want to build something that's going to last. Anyone with me on that? You're ready to build something? And it's like, man, so all of those words are important. If I'm going to build something that lasts, you build wisely. You build wisely. But here's the thing I really want to talk about. You choose to build with the right materials. And, um, you know, this is the key. If anyone builds on his foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. And it, he lists six things, but actually it's two groups. There's a group of stuff, when the fire comes through, it's destroyed. You're left with ashes. There's a group of stuff, when the fire comes in, they're actually purer than they were before. That's your choice. You can build your life on stuff that one moment of disaster can take everything, or you can build your life on stuff that a moment of challenge and trial actually makes you come out stronger than when you went in. 
Your call, your choice. This is Paul, a wise master builder, not only decides to build, but decides, are you going to build with stuff that lasts? Yeah, have dreams for sport. Yeah, have dreams for relationship. Have dreams for finance. But realize, man, at any moment, that could be ashes. So I want to also build with some stuff that, that can't be touched, that the fire can't, be, can't rob me of. I want to build something that lasts. Um, you know, that, that list actually goes back when they actually literally built the temple and talked about you know, the gold and silver and bronze and iron and wood. It's like, yeah, if you're going to build something, there's all of that stuff. It's not all bad, but realize if you're wise, some of it at any moment could be gone. So I'm not going to make that the foundation of my life. I want to make the foundation of my life something that can't be taken, can't be robbed. And, and First Peter, I love this. To, in the message, it says this. It's, I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation. This pure gold put in the fire comes out of it, proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. He says, he, he's what, he, he says, there's a parallel, guys. Gold and fire gets purified. Faith and fire, meaning hardship, is more purified faith. You want to, one of your lessons from lockdown is, man, I want to stuff on my life when I go through hardship, it just gets better. It just becomes more solid. It just becomes more valuable. It just becomes more richer. This is a, a commentator says this, faith is compared to gold for like gold, it is refined and proved through fire. Ah, oh, church, that's all just about performance. No meetings. Pure love to honor God. Pure love for God's people to gather and meet and connect and pray. Pure desire to honor God's presence. That's what I'm talking about, that kind of thing. You want to build your life on stuff like that. When I got all the money, I had all these friends. All the money's gone. Oh, these are the friends that stick close. When I made a mistake and my friend, no, these are the people who stick with me. This is what I'm doing in life. This is a whole principle in Scripture, Psalms, just a few. For you, God, tested us. You refined us like silver. God purifies us. He allows the, the, the rubbish to be burnt away because he wants to leave the pure thing in your heart. Again, the crucible for silver, the furnace for gold, the Lord tests the heart. You see, they always compare how you refine gold or silver with how God changes your heart. It's through fire, through hardship. It actually refines you. Not uh, the third I will put into the fire, I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. It's not always hardship. Here's another one, the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but people are tested by praise. Here's the deal. Whatever's in your life, God tests to bring out more purity, to make it more beautiful, to make it more solid, because he wants your life to shine. He wants there to be a wow factor about your life. And that's not there. If it's ashes, the commentator says this, Peter does not wish his readers to confuse the testing of their faith with the failure of their faith or to think that their distress implies they have an inadequate faith. He uses the imagery of refined gold, the most precious material then known. Can I tell you this? A fire went through your life the first six months. Some of it like, man, I thought I had this real solid relationship and it's ashes. I thought I was this real determined person, and then I just sat there depressed for six weeks. I thought, but then, man, I, I thought church was important, and I suddenly realized it's something incredible. 
I thought Jesus was sometimes there and I discovered he's always there for me. That's what hard times do. They burn up the things that can be reduced to ashes and they purify the thing that can stand. I don't know, that's actually squeezing honey, if you wonder what that is. We often, here's the deal. We often say this thing, um, this little saying, squeeze a lemon and lemon juice comes out, squeeze a honeycomb and honey comes out. Anyone heard that? The implication is under pressure, what's really in you comes out. That's kind of true, but I want to tell you, this concept kind of gives you another ray of hope because Paul says, Actually, your life is like purifying gold. And what they do is they heat it up and all this muck rises to the top. It's called dross. It's a massive solid impurity. So under pressure, yeah, the muck rises to the top. But here's what they do. Then they just scoop it off and what's left is more pure. Heat it up again. The muck rises to the top. Yeah, I don't want that. So you can either go, oh, yeah, they squeezed me and lemon juice came out. You go, no, yeah, some bad attitudes come up, but do you know what? I don't want that in my life, Jesus. Take it away. I want, I want something pure. You have the opportunity under pressure to don't be faithful. Sometimes at, well, I'm at Bible college. Sometimes people have this really good first semester and they feel like God's doing all this stuff and then something happens and this bad attitudes come up and they're like, oh, I'm so depressed. I thought I was doing so well. And it's like, no, this is a good sign. It means God's trusted you to turn up the heat to let the stuff rise up so you can scoop it off and you can be freer than you were before. Come on, God is in the business of refining you. You got a chance the second half of the year to build something amazing. In ancient times, this form of refining involved a craftsman sitting next to a hot fire with molten gold in a crucible, being stirred and skimmed to remove the impurities. That's how God works in your life. He doesn't send COVID-19. He doesn't send hardship. But when the fire's turned up and the heat comes up and stuff rises to the surface, he's like, you've got a choice. You could let me scoop that off, and you're going to be a, a more beautiful person than before. You're going to sparkle with something more pure than you were before. You're going to shine with something significant than you had before. So you, you want to build a house that lasts? You want to build something significant the second half of the year? Choose to build with the right materials. Choose to build. What kind of thing? In our church, we talk about the heartbeats. Honor, excel, advance. I reckon these, like these, when you, I was thinking about these, these are things that when the heat comes on, they just get purer. You know, honor. I'm going to honor God. Well, when the heat comes on, it's like, God, this is, I don't understand what you're doing, but I choose to honor you. Something shines even more pure. Excel. I'm going to use what I have to the best of my ability to serve Jesus. It's like under pressure that I just choose to dig down into that and it shines even more. And, the, you know, I'm going to advance the kingdom. I, I, God, I don't understand, but I choose that this day I'm commit to advancing your kingdom. I'm going to serve a purpose bigger than myself. Oh, it's no longer comfortable. It's no longer happy. But God, I choose. I dig down. I choose to let you purify that in my heart like a fire, like pure gold. I'm becoming something pure. My life is becoming something amazing. Um, reaching out. I choose to reach out to people. You know, this commission, go and make disciples. Uh, the parable of the lost son in Maori culture, the, con the concept of manakitanga, that we're reaching out, that we're welcoming in. Some of you at um, Shout, um, pa Pastor Isaac Graham and his group um, 
House of Mitzvahs did this song called Ihu, called Ihu Toku Tonga. And he had this vision of Jesus. Did I say that wrong? Okay. And he had this vision of Jesus standing, calling out across Auckland, Hire Mai. And he's like, I don't care if I'm not feeling it. I choose to give my life to Jesus reaching out to broken people in my world. I choose to, I choose to dig down and let you refine that God. I choose to go with this. And, you know, together, we're committed to relationship. Significant ministry. It's like, under pressure, I don't withdraw. I don't isolate. Again, whanaungatanga. We choose to commit to together, together. We choose to dig down and draw closer under hardship. Do you see what I mean? These are all these things that go, man, under pressure, these just get more pure. They just get more special. They just shine with more light. You can choose to build your life the second half of the year on relationships or careers or sports, or you can choose to build it on something that if fire comes through, all it will do is purify what's already there. So you build wisely. You choose the right materials. And just to finish, like if I could get the keyboard or something, you lay the right foundation. You know, Paul said this, I laid a foundation. Verse 11, no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid. It's like, man, yeah, I, we, we want to help navigate all the stuff around how's your life going. And God wants, but hey, hey, before we do that, we just got to make, we got to get the foundation right. We got to sort that. And, and, like, and there's only, like, Jesus. Because like, if you haven't got that, all the rest can kind of, all the rest is secondary. Like, you can build, but we've got to get this right first, that Jesus is the foundation of my life. You know, there's a great, um, and you can build on that, all kinds of things, but you've got to have that first. And, uh, you know, tonight, going into the second half of the year, yeah, you know, there's lots of people that want to help you with lots of issues, but the first thing is, like, get the foundation right. Jesus is at the center. You know, I love this passage in 1 Peter that talks about this image of this building and living stones and all that. And then it just talks about, God says, the sea, I lay a stone in Zion. That means Jerusalem, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And it's like, here's the corner. I put that in first. Everything else builds off that. See, I want to tell you, if you want to build a life of significance this semester, everything starts with getting Jesus in the right place. Because everything built, that's the, that's the marker. Everything else comes off that. Man, he wants to give you a life that shines. He wants to help you wisely build a life that lasts. But you've got to give him first place first. Jesus, you're the cornerstone of this thing. You're the cornerstone of my life. And it goes on to say this, the stone, now to you who believe that stone's precious. Man, I'm so thankful Jesus is the cornerstone of my life. Because when fire comes through, Stuff gets burned down. I know the foundation's secure. I know the precious stuff is still there. I, he's so precious. Man, you need him as your cornerstone. But the flip side is this. But to those who don't believe, a stone that causes people to stumble, it's like you're going to fall over him the rest of your life. You've got to settle. Yeah, you're free to choose. But God has made him the cornerstone for your life. And you either make peace with that or you wrestle with that the rest of your days. Can I invite you to stand? You know, there was a passage I mentioned. I did a offering in the um, over shout. This passage when they literally rebuilt the temple. 
And, and they had this ceremony when they had laid the foundation. So there's nothing, all the rest of that stuff's not there yet. But just when they laid the foundation, they had this massive praise party and they worshiped God and He's good. And people were great shout, why? Because the foundation was laid. Many of the older priests and heads wept, others full of joy, others shouted with joy. No one could distinguish the sound. Why? Because someone had got the foundation sorted. And I know Pastor Scott and Leela's hearts and other people's here. It's like, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we can work with you. But the most important thing tonight is that we put the foundation in. That we establish, Jesus, you're the foundation. Jesus, you want to build my life. Jesus, you want to make something special. And it's like, if you want to build a wise life, the fear of the Lord doesn't mean scared of Him. It just means respect for Him. The fear of the Lord is beginning. Like If you want to build a wise life this, this year, if you want to build a successful life, the first thing is put God in the right place. The first thing is put Jesus in the right place. The first thing is acknowledge that He is Lord. And, I, and how do you do that? Romans says this. You just say this. Jesus, you're the boss. Jesus, you're the foundation. Jesus, you're the cornerstone. Jesus, I want a life this year that's significant, that's successful, that's strong. I want to build my life on values. When the fire comes, all it does is refine them. I can't lose. Jesus, I want a life like that. And I understand the first thing I've got to do is I've got to put you as the foundation. Can I invite you, maybe you want to close your eyes or raise a hand. I don't know. I invite you to consider in your heart, where's Jesus in your life? He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be the foundation of building a magnificent life that will succeed, survive every storm, every fire. It will just get better and better. It will shine with more. But you, first of all, have to invite Him. I want just for a minute for you to consider where you are with Jesus.